It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, welcome into another edition of Respect My Decision. I'm your host, Zach Barry. Before I welcome in my guest, I do want to remind you, as we do every week, that this podcast is sponsored by American Betting Experts, one of the largest licensed sports and casino vendors in the United States. We at Landry Football have teamed together with them to provide special gaming offers to all of the followers and podcast listeners. So here's what you do. It's really simple. You go to the website, LandryFootball.com, click on the ad in the upper right-hand corner of the page, then you just pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet. You can pick them all if you want. Uh, sign up and you'll instantly receive an account deposit match or a risk-free bet from $100 up to $1,000. It's that easy. So LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad located on the upper right side of the page and get in on the action with a special offer from American Betting Experts. Now let's welcome in our guest. Uh, so joining us to discuss all things Arkansas, Sam Pittman, and the Razorbacks. And I did this last week, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and give it a shot. I didn't ask clarification on your last name, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give it here. Um, reporter for Arkansas Rivals, covering everything from recruiting to all things Razorbacks. Nikki Chavanel. Correct. Nailed it. Boom. Got well, it. All right. <laughs> Thanks for joining, Nikki. How are you? I am fantastic. Ready for spring ball. The uh, the hoop hogs are doing great. Diamond hogs yeah. one. It's a pretty good time to be covering Arkansas sports. Yeah, I, it, it's literally, I would say you're close to the trifecta with spring ball coming up. But yeah, basketball team's doing really well. Um, I mean, I guess poor timing because Alabama is having uh, a banner year. Any other time, Arkansas would have won the SEC. And then, of course, uh, Dave Van Horn is over there just kind of figuring it out, you know. They, they do okay over there <laughs> at uh, Bomb Stadium. But, uh, but yeah, let's talk Arkansas. Um, so year one, Sam Pittman, uh, as we we were talking before we started, uh, I think they're way ahead of schedule. Um, I think they shocked a lot of people. I didn't dislike the hire, but, you know, I, I kind of a little like, okay, how, how's he going to do there, you know? O-line coach, going to be a head coach. Got some impressive coordinator hires that I think uh, were crucial in year one. But I guess what's the vibe in Fayetteville heading into year two? 
Yeah, there's a lot of optimism. And I think for good reason, given how far ahead of schedule, I I agree that Arkansas is. Uh, Not a lot of people would have predicted three SEC wins last year after the, you know, just historically bad couple of seasons that Arkansas had under Chad Morris. So uh, three SEC wins was huge, but now, you know, Arkansas fans are already jumping to, oh, I can definitely see seven or eight, uh, you know, how it always goes. But um, I think most people with realistic realistic expectations think, you know, Sam Pittman is, is on track and maybe even ahead. Um, he kept his two coordinators, so that was huge, but he did do a lot of off-season staff uh, you know, turnovers. So we'll have to see uh, what those new guys do. He replaced some younger guys with even younger guys. So uh, hopefully that helps him in recruiting. Um, but we'll have to see how, you know, a little bit less experience at the group of five level does on the field for them next year. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, Talk recruiting first, and then we'll jump into the coordinator conversation because that's uh, one of the more interesting things about Arkansas, in my opinion. But uh, year one, top 25 recruiting class, uh, signed two four-stars, um, Raheem Sanders and, and Keetron Jackson. But um, a nice mix, uh, It's as you're familiar with rivals and the uh, the importance of the 5.73-star, I, I think it can't go um, – without mention here because I think those are like the fringe guys that can can really, you know, make or break a class. And if you get enough quality 5.73 stars, I think that that's crucial to bridging into a better class year over year. But um, a lot of really good pieces, a couple big offensive linemen and Terry Wells, Cole Carson. Um, I really like A.J. Green, the running back out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, and then getting a, a, a Juco defensive tackle out of Mississippi and Jayla Williams. But I guess it for the 2021 class was there anybody that jumps out to you that you think is going to be an instant impact or somebody that um i guess is is kind of a future star down the road well both the four stars that you already named raheem sanders and keetron jackson uh both those guys have an opportunity to come in and make an impact the only guys that have solidified themselves at wide receiver for next season are, are Traylon Burks and Mike Woods. So there's opportunity for a playmaker to come in and, you know, being highly rated. And Raheem Sanders is, uh, you know, recruited as a running back, but they've already said they're going to, uh, you know, use him both in uh, the wide receiver and, and running back units. Um, so uh, at the more versatility you bring, I guess, the better chance you have to see the field early. And both those guys are already on campus. They brought in 13 early enrollees, which I think uh, going as far back as I could uh, remember or anyone around me could remember, that is the most that they've brought in uh, at the midterm. So uh, that should also pay some dividends uh, for them. Uh, one thing that really impressed me about the class was their ability to recruit in many different states. Uh, they really hit Oklahoma hard because they have a lot of coaches with ties to the Sooner State. Um, so there's a lot of talent there in Oklahoma that the Sooners aren't particularly that interested in. So Arkansas sees a doorway to get some of those prospects with um Chad Morris, it was more of a focus on Tennessee. Um, and now, you know, they've gone to the other side of the state uh, for more talent. Um, you know, they recruited Texas decently well. Uh, they did lose 
Justin Stepp, uh, the wide receivers coach who went to South Carolina, which is where he's from, but he was recruiting really well down in Texas. So uh, they hired some guys who also have ties to the Lone Star State to uh, pick that up uh, going forward. Uh, and then it was just a down year for in-state talent, unfortunately, uh, but a year like in the 2022 class and like in the 2019 class, if they have an opportunity to get um, as many in-state kids, that always bodes well for the class. Um, but ranking 25th, I thought was pretty good because they only had two four stars. Usually it takes more than that, but you know, um, eight, 5.73 stars is a pretty big deal. Yeah, that's a, that's a great segue to, to my next question. You know, Arkansas is, you know, they have some, some some really good talent. I think they have some good programs in the state. Um, you know, kind of all over the place. The big classifications, and then you've got the small uh, private schools that have really good football. Um, I guess everybody uh, knows about and, and the uh, Pulaski Academy. I was just drawing a blank there. You know, they're famous for for never punting, uh, always doing an onside kick. Um, but I feel like over the years, you know, whether it was Petrino, Houston Nutt. Uh, Chad Morris and now Sam Pittman, it's, it's always been, you know, looking out before looking in just because the, the depth of, I guess, elite talent is not really prevalent in Arkansas, but in terms of the connections, uh, you know, Sam Pittman coming from Georgia, and then you mentioned, you know, connections to Oklahoma and Texas, and then, you know, you've got Missouri, uh, ties there. What kind of, uh, what kind of a challenge has that been for this staff to, um, not, you know, try to solidify the guys in state that they think are, are power five worthy, but looking, looking out of Arkansas, what, um, I guess what kind of challenges does that present to this, uh, to the staff going into year two? Well, unlike staffs in the past, this is one that doesn't have a former Razorback or a former, you know, Arkansas native on the staff as a, uh, you know, on-field assistant. There are some in the support staff ranks um, who can, I suppose, help, you know, bridge the gap for these guys who need to get more familiar with the state. But, you know, they're working really hard and making a lot of phone calls in the state. Um, and they are, you know, putting a lot of pressure on kids from Arkansas. If you get an offer, you know, we're not going to wait that long to let you make a decision because, uh, you know, they they have had uh, some offers go out to kids that I think maybe there are there may be some better options outside the state. So they're taking a chance because they know like they've had really good success with uh, guys that are lower rated from the from the state, you know, just developing over their career and, and playing really hard and, and not transferring because they're they're from here um, and that's paid off over time. Uh, but you can see that they're trying to get those guys on board quickly. A lot of um, teams, especially in the SEC, like their first goal is to get those in-state prospects in. And I think they're going to have uh, a big week this weekend. But I think you just have to uh, balance it because you're never going to fill, you know, half your class with in-state prospects uh, at Arkansas. So you have to go regionally and hit every state around and with Pittman's ties to Georgia. That's really big. And Jimmy Smith, who came from Georgia Southern and was a, a multi-state championship head coach in Georgia, uh, he's proved to be already a big asset for the 2022 class. Yeah, I was going to say another professional segue there. Uh, looking 
into this year's class. They went out of state already um, and I beat out a ton of uh, really good staffs. I mean, uh, Rashad DeBinion, the four-star running back out of Cedar Grove High School in Georgia, um, offers from Auburn, Baylor, Florida, Florida State, um, Michigan, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Virginia Tech. Georgia was looking at him. Uh, that was a huge win early. Um I guess in your conversations with Rashad, you know, what, what do you think that he brings to this 2022 class? Yeah, well, he is another versatile guy like, you know, Rocket Sanders in the 2021 class. Uh, his his offense uh, uses him in several different ways at Cedar Grove. Um, and I talked to his coach and he just sounds like someone that loves playing the game of football. Um, and he, he tries to soak up as much information as he can. So, uh, you know, he's got He's always pushing for that football IQ, um, and he's got a really good amount of speed uh, and shiftiness to go with um, some strength. But you know, he's he's a little undersized at, at 173. I think he's you know going to have to hit the weight room. Uh, but he is teammates with several other uh, really good prospects at Cedar Grove, and the Razorbacks are hoping that relationship continues to develop more of a pipeline there. So let's talk coordinators. Um, I thought that um, I honestly couldn't decide which one was more important last season. Um, as good as Kendall Browse was with Felipe Franks and that offense was, was fun to watch. I think uh, me included, a lot of people were kind of scoffing at that offense really doing much because Felipe Franks was, was, just kind of okay at Florida. Like he, he wasn't great. He wasn't terrible. He was just kind of good. Um, and then on the other side, I mean, Barry Odom, uh, I mean, I did the Lord's work over there. Um, I mean, probably the best game in, in my opinion, maybe a little biased just because of my connection, but you know, shutting down that Ole Miss offense and, and making Matt Corral just had his head spinning back there. I mean, that right there was, I mean, was, just evident of the impact that Barry Odom had on that defense and just so many guys that, you know, some people that aren't familiar with Arkansas football never heard of just having career games. But I guess in your opinion, who do you think was more important in year one? And then I think, who do you think down the road um, is going to play a, a larger role? Well, there were certainly a lot of games where it took, you know, both sides of the ball to win. But I think with Barry Odom and his ability, I mean, he has experience working with athletes, you know, that aren't, you know, super highly rated. So I think coming from Missouri, he he knew what he was coming into. And in games where he was able to, you know, out scheme other coaches, uh, you know, the defense really shined. But in games where the players were just being um, physically outmatched, it, it was still you know, tough to overcome. I think the defensive line has a, a lot of work to do and, and they are losing uh, a major prospect, uh, an NFL prospect in Jonathan Marshall. Uh, but the linebacker group working with, you know, a former walk-on and turning him into um, – is like the second place finalist for the Burlesworth Award, um, and then Bumper Pool. Uh, a lot of people had had criticism for his season, and I think as the season you know kind of fades away from the mind, we we forget. But he's continuing to get better. 
Um, but that room just doesn't have a lot of depth. So to be able to do what uh, Barry Odom did with that group is, is really impressive. Um, and then the secondary made the biggest improvement of the entire team, probably. Uh, they had hardly had any uh, picks the year before, and then they, they just had – I can't remember now since the season was so far away, but, you know, double digits, uh, multiple pick sixes, uh, and they brought along Jalen Catalan, um, who didn't play much as a true freshman and then obviously had a a breakout season, um, you know, all SEC, all freshmen. So heading into 2021, um, Felipe Franks no longer there. Uh, Is is it? KJ Jefferson's job to lose at quarterback or is there any more intrigue at that position? There's, there is a little intrigue because the room is really young. The only guy that's been on campus for more than two years is John Stephen Jones, uh, grandson of uh, Jerry Jones, who just hasn't uh, been on the two deep in, in over a year. So uh, they are going to be selecting from a young group. And when it's, you know, a group that's unestablished, I think there's always a chance that someone might uh, come in and surprise. Uh, but it does definitely seem at this point like K.J. Jefferson's job to lose. Um, they didn't end up winning the Missouri game, but uh, he threw you know, 54%, three touchdowns, ran for another one. Um, he just ran the offense well, um, and so I think that automatically gives him a big leg up. And this spring, I think he has a chance to, you know, pretty much solidify that because they have um, Malik Hornsby behind him, but uh, we haven't had access to practice. So it's really hard to tell, you know, just how much distance there is between him and Jefferson. And then Lucas Coley, who was a 2020 signee, he's on campus already, but he played, um, you know, uh, at a private school in Texas. So not as much competition um, as you would expect uh, from, from, a player from Texas, uh, but I think he'll need a little time to adjust. And then they have one more coming um, in the summer. So I don't really give him uh, much of a chance there in that race. I think I think it's really up to, to KJ, and uh, a lot of people are nervous about that. But he is a former, you know, Rivals 254 star, a lot of athleticism. They just have to put him in the right positions to succeed and use his skill set. So looking at 2022 again, um, I guess probably the main prospect that Arkansas folks are keeping an eye on right now, Faison Wilson, the wide receiver out of Duncanville, Texas, um, recently named a top three, Alabama, Arkansas, Ole Miss. Uh, it seems to be trending Arkansas's way right now. Um, I guess, do you anticipate anything coming soon? Um, or is this kind of one of those where he's going to wait and see if he can take some visits when the dead period is lifted? There is some chatter. I mean, he did narrow it down to three. That usually indicates, you know, that you're getting closer. Um, And when I talked to him, uh, he said that, you know, I'm waiting to see who really sticks and who really applies that consistent pressure. And I'm sure that Arkansas is doing that. Kenny Guyton, the new wide receivers coach, I bet he's uh, more hungry than anyone on the staff to prove that he can recruit at a level that Justin Stepp did. So getting Faison Wilson, who despite, you know, mediocre production at the high school level, he he makes, you know, highlight reels on the weekends in seven-on-seven tournaments where when he is actually throwing the ball. So, uh, you know, you do worry about guys like that, like Shamar Nash, who was a uh, 20, 
2019 signee. Uh, he had a big year at, as a junior at, at a Memphis high school, then went to IMG, didn't have production and thought, well, maybe it's the school. He came here and, and didn't do anything before transferring out. So, um, you know, hopefully he has a big senior year. He transferred to Duncanville and that's a very talented program as well. Uh, but I think the hogs are going to keep fighting for him. Um, and, just because the dead period has been pushed back so far now, it does feel like he might just go ahead and make a decision. And if things change later on, um, you know, he can always change his mind. So last thing here again, Nikki, I appreciate your time. Um, I've seen some rumblings. Um, I think some, some growing optimism about the dead period, possibly uh, not lasting until the end of May, but I did see uh, West Virginia started uh, scheduling official visits in June. Uh, have you heard anything else about any other schools doing that? And has Arkansas, I guess, broached the subject at all? I saw that uh, last night, actually, and I haven't really looked into it. Arkansas just hired a replacement for their recruiting coordinator or director uh, that left to go to Auburn um, after signing day. So um, not 100% sure what their plan is, but once spring practice opens on the 9th, uh, we'll get to fire questions at Sam Pittman, and that'll be, you know, top of the list for sure on what their plan is, uh, given the different scenarios that they can have this spring and this summer. All right, Nikki, um, that about wraps it up. That was uh, incredibly thorough and uh, very speedy. Uh, I guess last thing before we go, uh, let the folks know where they can find you on Twitter, where they can find your writing and uh, anything and everything else you might want to uh, give a shout out to. Yeah, obviously you can find our stuff on hogbeat.com. You can get 30 days free anytime with code H-A-W-G-S-30. You can find me on Twitter at Nikki Chavanel. Good luck spelling my last name, uh, but it's probably in the description of this podcast. So you can go look that up. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks to Nikki. Thanks to uh, everybody tuning in. And uh, again, thanks to American Betting Experts for uh, sponsoring the show. But uh, for Nikki, I'm Zach. This has been Respect My Decision. Y'all be... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.